0: Welcome to the Libertarian Tex Mex Podcast with your host, Caesar Aguirre. Hey, everybody. Happy uh, Happy week of Thanksgiving uh, We are doing our, our Thanksgiving special, our first one <laughs> uh, Figured we could, you know, use the time to uh, fit the holidays Talk about Thanksgiving and, uh, you know, a little bit of a historical perspective And the spirit of Thanksgiving And, uh, you know, maybe do something a little bit different Usually we have uh, on topics, I know there's always something to say with uh, the current politics, you know, especially with Donald Trump out there, he's always saying something always needs our attention, but I'm going to be honest with you today, we're not going to give him attention. We're going to focus on Thanksgiving, the spirit of it. We're going to look at, you know, kind of some historical perspective on it and then, you know, talk about the spirit of it. And, um, maybe we can look at it. Um, maybe there is some type of libertarian perspective, coming through there that we can talk about as well so anyway so we're going to get started on that one uh first off hopefully if you're listening to this tuesday morning um, or whatever morning before thanksgiving hopefully you've prepared for all the craziness that is shopping and grocery stores and everything like that so brace yourself there's going to be a ton of people out there I know myself, I was out at H-E-B today, and it was like a madhouse. Um, and it's, it's it's Monday, right? It's not even the Tuesday, Wednesday coming up to Thanksgiving Thursday or Thursday the day of. So uh, just remember, it's going to get crazier as we get closer to Thanksgiving. So if you can plan ahead, I would definitely say take the time tomorrow, maybe Wednesday morning. Get your stuff done right away, uh, but also be patient. Um you know, chill out. Um, I know a lot of people, once they get into kind of public situations, especially with with the madhouse that is out there, um, we can kind of lose our cool, lose our our calm uh, very easy. So I always say just, you know, uh, what I always do just to kind of maintain my own uh, balance um, is to you know, uh, not rush, you know, walk at a normal pace very calmly Uh, Maybe I bring my AirPods in and I I listen to some music while I'm walking around. Um, So I intentionally make sure I am not, um, you know, uh, adding to the craziness that is out there. So walk at a normal pace. Look both ways before crossing. Uh, You know, maybe maybe there is a bunch of crazy people. Maybe you got to wait a little bit. Just be patient. And then finally, you know, maybe after... You know, four or five seconds. If nobody's letting you in, okay, then then push yourself in a little bit. So, you know, I think there's some easy ways to kind of um, save your your mental uh, your mental game um, and not you know kind of fueling into the crazy pandemonium that's going to be the crowds over Thanksgiving week. Um, and this is just for pre- preparing for Thanksgiving, right? And then we have Black Friday, which is going to be another like the crescendo of madhouse mad consumerism um, and so you've definitely if you're definitely going out for black Friday stuff um, you know just be prepared be prepared to uh, receive some craziness from other people and um, get ready that's all, that's all I gotta say so um, you know going back to what I was saying uh, I know usually you know every week, You know the president president Donald Trump always has something to say he's just you know uh, I call it kind of a man-child sometimes I say president butthurt but he always has a response to everything that is out there he has to answer everything that comes up everything that's going on he wants a response to it and you know it's part of his strategy you know, I was talking to a friend of ours, a uh, friend of mine, um, talking about how, you know, he's basically like the ultimate social media troll. Um, he knows how to get people's attention. He knows how to get reaction from people. He knows how to create kind of that left and right fight that's going on. He knows how to get people's attention. And uh, he knows how to galvanize his supporters. And he also knows how to um, incite, you know, his... Uh, you know his political opponents so um you know a lot of times and i'm guilty of it as well um, a lot of times we just i have a tendency to react to you know what he's saying um, all that stuff and then it obviously ignites you know more conversations um you know going around friends or family and stuff like that so I know that going into the holidays, um, you know, um, spending time with family and friends uh, can already, in you know, kind of induce a lot of uh, anxiety and pressure. So I would definitely say, if you have the capability to not talk about politics, um, I would definitely suggest it. Right? Keep things at a high level. Keep things um, keep things focused on the people in front of you. Right? If you're with your friends and your family, maybe with people you don't really see a whole lot, maybe ask them how they are, what's going on in their life, um, you know, what are their goals, what do they have planned, you know, um, maybe get something a little bit more personal than politics. I mean, I know for a lot of people, um, you know, politics is a personal thing, so I don't, I don't want to, you know, um, I don't want to dismiss that. Um, there's definitely a, something I, I wanted to probably share on the Facebook page um, from a uh, research center called uh, Niskanen, I think Niskanen, Niskanen. Um, anyways, they're talking about this research that do- that they're doing. That uh, you know, a lot of people believe that religion impacts their politics, um, and it's kind of a, a farce in the sense that they've really kind of. You know done a lot more uh, social science studies into it and realizing that actually politics drives your religious choices um and i can say that's probably true for myself um and uh i think that's another topic that's probably um a red hot one in thanksgiving right politics and religion so i just definitely say be careful how you approach those things um you know we're definitely in this thanksgiving mode where we are supposed to be grateful for the company we have grateful for the things we have so maybe we need to take our political and our religious views in a more lighter tone or in a more um open tone i would say uh so if you do ask somebody about their politics or their religion um maybe instead of uh you know fighting back and forth maybe it is a a moment to listen and see what they think and maybe ask questions about you know why they believe a certain thing or maybe they you know maybe you do think you know you don't agree with them but you could say hey you know I'm not you know I'm not really on board with that but you know how do you deal with this situation or how do you deal with that situation so you know I always kind of view it as um, if I'm in a more of a, a disagreement tone with somebody I try to not fight with them so much but I do try to ask questions Um, just to make sure that that person can flesh out their thought I raise my contentions in a more question a question phrase versus a statement phrase Um, and it usually usually can navigate through some of those things now there are some people granted that get like major anxiety about talking about politics and religion and there's nothing you can really do to change that right um that's kind of an internal driver something that that person needs to work through to kind of realize like hey um you know a lot of people talk about politics and religion a lot of people um you know talk to each other they're you know ba- a back and forth is healthy a back and forth is fine it doesn't mean the end of the world if people disagree with me uh these things you know do have to kind of be internalized but uh, for a lot of us who are already comfortable in that phrase, in that in that phase, we just need to make sure that we're not making other people uncomfortable with our conversations. Um, and if we are in those conversations, we just have to make sure we don't uh, detour ourselves in uncomfortable conversations. Uh, especially, you know, when it comes to like raising your voice, uh, you know, whatever it is, vulgarity. Um, accusational statements, whatever it is, right? Whatever it is that's going to make the conversation more aggressive and put the other person on defensive, is obviously going to make the season of Thanksgiving. It's going to be antithetical, right? So we just got to make sure that as we have these conversations, or if we can avoid them, that would be nice, right? But we know, like, it's not always avoidable. So if we do engage in other with other people. Just make sure to keep it friendly, keep it open. Ask questions. Um, if you do disagree with somebody, try to make an open question statement versus a closed uh, directive to somebody. You know, definitely don't. <laughs> definitely, when you're going in there and, you're, and you you start off with "you're wrong" or "that's not right," um, you're obviously going to get immediately somebody who's not going to listen. So. Understanding how to talk to somebody, how to communicate, how to change the phrasing of what you want to say. Maybe you say, you know, maybe instead of saying that's wrong, maybe you can say, well, I'm not sure if, you know, that is accurate, you know, whatever, or I'm not sure if the, you know, the data is uh, really agrees with that statement, et cetera, et cetera. So you want to try to find a, a little bit more of a softer way of saying, hey, I don't think that's right or I I disagree with you on this one because immediately if you just kind of point blank did that, who's going to listen to you, right? You're automatically going to get put on the defensive. So you know, learning how to talk and communicate to other people, especially with other people who don't have different ideas is a very important thing. Um, I say not just for, um, I mean, well, obviously everybody in general, anybody in general. But very specifically, when it comes to libertarians, it's, that is something that we talk a lot about is how do we communicate our ideas to other people so it's palatable, right? Um, you know, understanding you know, that these concepts are not uh, you know, far out there or that we're, we are non-negotiable, right? So that's, this is something how I view with my opinion about um, the libertarian position on open borders, right? Ultimately, we think the ultimate idea, obviously, of a free market and free people is an open border, but, you know, we understand the realities that we can't get there overnight, so maybe we need to move ourselves in the direction of uh, getting closer to an open border versus a closed border. So maybe we, we you know, talk about in today's circumstances about immigration reform. Um, how do we make this system run more efficient to get people signed up, um, finding jobs, um, getting integrated, um, everything. How do we, how, how do we get work a system that aims to that goal so it's easier for immigrants to be assimilated and sign up sign up, you know, so to speak, and get going in a society with, with, with the people who view that as an issue, right? They say, well, they're undocumented they're not paying taxes, they're buying into our, or they're using our Medicare Medicaid system. Well, okay, so the answer should be, obviously, sign them up, give them some temporary Social Security numbers, you know, get them to start paying into the system, uh, you know, find work, find companies that are looking for, um, you know, entry labor, um, get them signed up, get them moving in that direction, and then, you know, eventually they, uh, you know, can pick up from their own, you know, their own feet. They can bring in family, um, do the same thing. They're paying taxes. They're contributing to the economy. They're buying things, um, buying homes, buying merchandise and products. Um, they're building an economy, right? So that would be obviously moving in the direction of an open border, without necessarily, you know, saying it's open borders or nothing else, right? Um, obviously, we want, um, you know, we want. The reality we want our our goals our ideas our solutions to fit the reality and the overarching idea the overarching concept we just need to i think at the minimum move in that direction right so just something to think about you know um maybe we don't talk in absolutes maybe we understand that there's a lot of gray And as long as we're moving in that direction towards our ideas uh, I think we are in a good position right in a good positive grateful position to tie it with Thanksgiving so so anyways um, so yeah so it was really interesting today I was reading through um, some of the some of the information on Thanksgiving Um, and a lot of it is kind of common sense and a lot of it is not Um, a lot of it should be common sense but i i don't think i don't think it is because sometimes we get kind of swept away in the moment right and we kind of we kind of forget our history so to speak um so i wanted to go through a little bit and you know talk about um some of the key ideas um in thanksgiving so you know without going in in depth too much but you know um one of the major themes that is kind of left out in the practice of today is that you know thanksgiving originally started as a very typical um celebration that's called the harvest festival many people of many different cultures in many different areas of the world do this um, it's essentially um you know a way to celebrate um that your harvest went through and the crops are doing great um, and it's you know usually right before the fall, winter season. So people are working through the spring and summer to make sure everything's uh, you know, uh, planted and grown right and that everything's okay. Then you have the harvest uh, at the fall or uh, kind of in the middle or to the end of the fall. And then obviously winter comes and everything uh, goes into hibernation. So it's like, okay, let's get as much yield as we can. Um, and, you know, to push this over the line, so to speak, let's have a celebration. Let's show the bounty that that's got going on with us, um, and, uh, make sure we're kind of that last hurrah, you know, so to speak before winter comes. And then we've got to, you know, stay in our homes. We're not going to be able to farm for a little bit. It's going to be a little bit rough getting through the winter. So let's celebrate life, so to speak. Right. Um. And then also, you know, uh, tying that at at some point to a religious theme, which is being thankful for uh, for God, uh, so to speak, in, in a religious sense, right? Um, <clears throat> many religions were celebrating that as a thank you, God, for giving us this food, giving us family, etc So I think religion, you know, looking at some of the records of how. Harvest festival has been kind of harvest festival predated religion, right, or a religious institutions, Um, and then religion kind of tapped onto that. um, You know, so you could imagine maybe there was, um, you know, you know, a pantheon of gods at the time, and the harvest festival was like, you know, thank you the god of the sun, and thank you the god of the moon, and thank you the god of the water. Like you're thinking all these things. And then at some point it came to well let's let's change it and let's thank the one God who you know gives us all this food who gives us our blessings for our family etc. cetera um, and so it began as that as a um, first originally as a harvest celebration that we were you know yielding crops yielding all this uh, bounty that we're preparing for the winter and it's going to be rough so let's do a nice last celebration before we have to kind of rough it out for a little bit and then obviously on top of that was added um this thankfulness to god for giving you life giving your family giving you the food giving you the harvest um and then slowly as the tradition went through um um you know it kind of became more of a national observance so to speak but you know the one big thing we obviously think of when, with thanksgiving is the pilgrims right pilgrims native americans coming together um and kind of you know working together to you know celebrate this harvest festival so to speak um and then celebrate their appreciation for you know uh surviving a very harsh year which you know looking at the historical records it was for the pilgrims they had a very hard hard time Um, acclimating to the new world Um, some of their crops failed Uh, some of their tools and inventions weren't working out so well Um, and you know uh, the Native Americans um, you know did contribute to help them survive Um, you know teaching them how to fish um, giving them some crops and showing them how to farm in this terrain so to speak um, and then, you know, apparently a lot of uh, Native Americans actually did participate in the original Thanksgiving feast that we think of uh, that's observed as Thanksgiving. Um, and from what i looked at, um, it was 50 pilgrims from the Mayflower and 90 Native Americans. Um, apparently looking at this too, it looks like um, it was about 100 people uh, uh, as an estimate that landed uh, that came in on the Mayflower, and by the end of that year, it was only 50 left. Um, and so um, the f- those 50 people uh, were able to kind of get through and survive that, the, that time, um, and they were able to get some yields, get some crops, um, kind of get back, and kind of get on their feet. Um, and then obviously the Native Americans who were nearby um, came by and, um, you know, um, obviously contributed to that as well. And so that's where we kind of get the tradition, the food tradition of turkey, uh, potatoes, corn, uh, green beans, basically everything you would kind of think of as as farm food. Right. Um, And obviously, Turkey um, being the actual meat that was um, eaten uh, at the back in the day. So. so that's kind of where we have the origination of what we know as popularly known as Thanksgiving Um, you know by that by the time you know the pilgrims had reached um, the new world um, North America um, that tradition of harvest festival celebrating crops and yields and then adding a religious connotation onto that finally once you get to Thanksgiving uh, with the pilgrims and the Native Americans, it becomes an a, almost a, a, kind of an overarching, com- like a co- combination, right? Like, hey, we we actually did survive. I mean, we are really grateful that we survived thanks to the help of the Native Americans. Um, let's do a feast to celebrate. Um, we are going to go into the winter. Um, so let's kind of, let's eat together. Let's enjoy each other's company. You know, uh, let's thank, thank God for um you know the things that that we've been able to survive and that we're still here and now we're finally moving into a bounty that we're able to eat and everybody's prepared for the winter so we are in a much better place than we were a year ago um thank you lord our savior jesus christ right um and obviously I'm I'm going over I'm kind of skipping over a lot of a lot of detail um but just to kind of this is not going to be like a deep dive on you know the the original thanksgiving that we know today but just very high level understanding that this originally started as a harvest festival that many people celebrate Um, and then with the introduction of you know institutionalized religion you then have this thing where harvest festival now becomes uh where they kind of sync up you know running parallel paths and say okay this original harvest festival that predates, you know, institutional religion, let's ride with it and say, okay, this is also uh, a time to be thankful for God um, and all the things that we have, um, and kind of let's ride those two things together over time. So, you know, um, looking into the historical records of, you know, Thanksgiving that we know as you know within this November range um, you know it looks like the first Thanksgiving was declared by Continental Congress in 1777 um, it looks like Samuel Adams created the first draft um, and then and then uh, George Washington um, did a proclamation as well um, it looks like uh, most of the presidents afterwards did a declaration of thanksgiving um it looks like the only one that that decided to not do a thanksgiving uh proclamation um is thomas jefferson who who was a deist and a skeptic of the idea of divine intervention and he did not declare thanksgiving day during his presidency Um, however everybody else did um, and most of them declared it for a day of public Thanksgiving and prayer. So you can see how it kind of slowly drifted away from a harvest festival and moving into a more of a religious, uh, religious overtone and, and kind of not move, not moving away from its origin. Cause it's, it's still in line with our farming timeline and our harvest, uh, but harvest before the fall and, and winter. Um, So it's still there but it's kind of more of an ancillary than it was from the beginning but you know going into the era of Lincoln and Civil War um, you know Lincoln was the actual president who proclaimed um, a national day of Thanksgiving to be celebrated on the 26th the final Thursday of November and this is kind of where that tradition where the end of November um, know whether it be the first or second thursday that's kind of where it began um in terms of setting that where you know where it's specifically going to be um and then after the civil war it looks like um you know a couple of presidents like uh, fdr um, broke with the tradition about having it as the last thursday and it looks like president Uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt declared it to be the fourth Saturday of November. So, um, you know, I think um, if we look at our I think our even ours is uh, this if we look at um, you know, our current calendar right now, we are indeed celebrating it as the fourth November fourth Thursday of November instead of the last Thursday of November which is Kind of interesting you know talking about things you learn as you go through these things i always thought it was the last thursday of november um so i probably heard that from somebody and thought oh okay it's the last third of november and then all the november's have been falling in line since but until this one where it's the fourth um so i don't know that that's really interesting to me um but yeah it looks like in 1941 uh, both houses of the US Congress passed the joint resolution fixing the traditional last Thursday date for for the holiday beginning in 1942. However, in December of that year, the Senate passed an amendment to the resolution that split the difference by requiring that Thanksgiving be observed annually on the fourth Thursday of November, which is usually the last Thursday and sometimes two years out of the seven on average, the next to the last. So looks like that stuck there as it's the fourth Thursday of November not the last thursday of november so uh so it looks like you know uh talking about things you didn't know things you didn't realize this was something i didn't realize i was like i always thought for some reason it was always the last thursday but no it's always the fourth fourth thursday so fourth thursday so uh you know something you learn new every day i guess anyways um so looking at you know some of the Thanksgiving day traditions, um, you know, uh, a lot of times, um, a lot of people are out there in soup uh, soup kitchens, um, helping um, feeding and sheltering the poor. Um, This is a very common tradition that a lot of people do. Um, Some of the foods that we were talking about, um, you know, very common now uh, is obviously turkey. That's the big thing, right? Usually roasted and, and stuffed some people do it deep fried um, i know my my fellow uh cajun friends out there are doing probably a turducken or something like that um and uh and they're adding their own traditions and stuff into it uh, but typically it's usually like mashed potatoes with gravy stuffing sweet potatoes cranberry sauce sweet corn um you know various fall vegetables squash brussels sprouts pumpkin pie um, green bean casserole um, introduced in like the 50s and that's been really popular I know my family does green bean casserole um, and you know all of these were actually native to the Americas and were introduced as a new food source to the Europeans when they arrived so um, you know very interesting to see that you know the local fair has pretty much stuck um, to the tradition and even though some people add to it um, I know my uh, brother-in-law from New Orleans he likes to do like kind of a Cajun version of, of rice and um, kind of a mixed rice um, stuffing type of thing um, I know my family in Mexico um, or my family that is Mexican um, they like to do like tamales uh, the day after Um, you know maybe hot chocolate that thing so there's definitely traditions that were that are added on as we go by Um, and then maybe your region you know the region that you live in has some specific types of foods or specific types of traditions that you know change or give it a more regional concept that is really fun to experience and see what other people are doing so anyways so um, there's also the parade right Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade um, I know Houston has a parade as well. Um, there's a lot of big parades that are going out there. Uh, sports, you know, there's always an NFL game, um, and usually a college football game. Um, you know, um, a lot of great traditions out there. Um, especially in Texas, there's a lot of good rivalries that uh, still go. Um, and you'll, so you'll find a usually a good game out there. Um, a lot of people do, um, <clears throat> You know early morning marathons for thanksgiving um there's usually like a you know the charlie brown thanksgiving special um and so there's a lot of um a lot of things added on to this um that make it a very unique type of thing um and with that we have to talk about kind of the criticisms and comments of that as well, right? So uh, we're going to look at not just kind of, you know, um, what are the traditions and how it came about, but I do also want to mention the fact that it is still a bit of a controversial holiday. It's very specifically to uh, Native Americans, um, you know, um, kind of much in line with Columbus Day. Um, they kind of see it as a, a day that's kind of a reminder of the Native American genocide um, that was enacted by colonists. Um, a lot of people call it a National Day of Mourning. Um, you know, um, you know, it's still um, not that if you if you were a, a a person of Native American descent, you probably don't recognize this as a holiday to be thankful. Um, you do see the, the long and torrid history that you know the colonists and the United States of America has with the original Native American people or what you know President Obama used to call first Americans um, you know there is a very torrid very dark history that we have with Native Americans uh, that we do have to keep in mind as we do these things um, you know we have to make sure we're not being completely insensitive um with some of the things we do but you know um but you know not all native americans find this in a a negative light there are quite a few there's quite a large uh percentage of that population that does celebrate um you know thanksgiving as well and does see it um as a as a remembrance and kind of don't forget your roots type of thing um and i think that's a that's that's um a well-deserved statement to say hey don't let's not forget um our roots um as americans um and don't forget the people that were here before who gave us you know this this bountiful land this bountiful place um and let's let's not let's not forget that right you know obviously most people, you know, are eating a, you know a ton of food with their families and making this a, a you know a religious thing, which it, it's very well, it's very well is, uh, but we also can't forget its history and where it comes from, um, and we you know have to use it as a marker to make sure we don't repeat that mistake, right? Um, you know, we have to make sure we don't commit new acts of genocide um, for the sakes of the quote unquote new world. Um, you know, And we do have some people out there as well who are atheists who don't um, recognize right, a, a deity, so to speak. Um, so maybe they are also struggling to kind of find a way to fit in with everybody else. Um, so definitely something to keep in mind. Um, I know myself, I usually like to um, keep it. I know myself, I usually like to keep it at a thankful level. So, you know, maybe, uh, not all the time am I talking about a, a kind of, a thankful and in terms of it, like a deity perspective, but maybe me, I am grateful. I am thankful, um, for my family. I'm grateful for, uh, you know, being alive and, in in being in and the place where I'm at, um, being grateful for all the things that have happened to me, um, and, you know, um, being grateful for my family, my friends, um, everything going on. You can still do that, even though if you don't adhere to a religion or believe in, um, you know, if you're agnostic or atheist, um, you can still practice this. Um, And also, I think on the flip side, um, people who are super religious, um, you know, and and do want to keep this about um, a religious aspect to make sure to keep that in mind that not all the not everybody is, is going to believe the same things you do. So, um, you know, obviously keep that in mind with the things you say. Um, and, um, and then obviously I think in total, in totality, also remember the origination of, you know, the Thanksgiving, original Thanksgiving feast and, you know, how, you know, in a sense, you know, America's, Um, you know quests to go out west you know really did hurt a lot of uh, um, Native American tribes and and in a very bad way right and the ultimate way of just genocide Um, don't forget that history but as well remember that you know let's remember that time where despite you know these this torrid history with Native Americans they did at once help us and help you know, pilgrims and Europeans who were struggling in the new world. So I think as, you know, um, inheritors of this new world, this new land, let's not forget that history. And let's not forget that moment where we were the immigrants ourselves. And we came here with no legality, no recourse whatsoever. And, you know, um, we were able to survive, we were able to make it on our own. Um, And somebody showed us um, gratitude, somebody showed us Um, some kindness to help us and i think we most definitely have to return that favor as well but then also you know don't forget that this is also before religious thing it was a harvest festival where we were celebrating the bounty and a good year of farming and that everybody can eat can eat and everybody has food on their plates and that uh, this was in preparation for the winter season you know So let's not forget that as well. So for me, I always say, you know, um, understand the breadth and width of an event or of a thing. Um, And let's not kind of erase our own history and erase our own spectrum of where this comes from. But maybe if you want to focus on, if you want, if you like one thing over the other, obviously, please say that, right? saying, hey, this originally started as a harvest festival, then it turned into a religious thing where we're thinking God. and now it's become like a more of a, a November tradition in the, you know in, in the US where we're doing Turkey and doing all these you know festivals and events. Um, and I like to focus on the religious thing or I like to focus on the history of the harvest, harvest festival. or I like to stay in the modern times and I love just the current you know thing of it. Um, or people want to focus and say, "Hey, this whole thing is built on, you know, um, the torrid and dark history we have Native Americans." Let's not forget that. You can have it all, right? We we need to take in a full history of an event like this. Let's not forget the. Let's not forget all these different angles of where it comes from. Let's make sure our kids understand it, um, the full breadth of it. Um, And let's let people make their own decisions about um, how they want to celebrate Thanksgiving. For me, I think that's important. Um, And I think for me personally, as I said, you know, my, um, you know, my perspective on Thanksgiving is a bit more secular in the sense that I look at it as a time to spend time with my family. spend time with my friends and my loved ones um, to enjoy a meal together to have a moment where we are grateful for the things that we have and grateful for the people in them Um, and I think very specifically for me you know being um, with uh, with what has been going on with with me and my friend and my friends and family we've had a lot of um, a lot of challenges I would say right Um, my sister my sister's um daughter my niece you know battling and surviving cancer my mom um you know battling um you know uh, lung cancer as well we've had some uh, other friends die of cancer um you know you know my wife and i just bought a home so we were spending years trying to save up for this um and now we're in the throes of home ownership um you know Uh, moving uh, moving my job to a different location in Houston. Um, You know, my wife has new opportunities going on. Um, A lot of stuff going on all the time. And I think, for me, I always view it as a moment to kind of sit down, spend time with my family, enjoy myself, no rush, um, and just be in the moment. And I think, for me, that's what Thanksgiving has become more more than a uh you know more than a moment of of prayer more than a moment of thing being thankful for the bounty of food even though that all of those are are should be and and are okay um and then all the traditions that come with it with all the different foods and you know sports and everything like that that, to me all of this is is great Um, but i think the thing i pull out most from it is just being grateful, being happy, um, being present, um, and just taking that moment to sit down, you know, break some bread with the people you love and enjoy a moment. And then, you know, come Friday morning, we can all go crazy for shopping. (laughs) I know my, uh, my tradition and, um, you know, uh, me and my wife, uh, we like to use the Friday after to set up Christmas decorations. So we know, uh, you know, people freak out if you're setting up Christmas decorations before Thanksgiving. And uh, some people just want to jump Thanksgiving and they just, they they can't wait. And I totally get both sides. I'm not saying you're a bad person if you do it or if you're a bad person if you don't. But, you know, for me personally, I like to say like, you know, one holiday at a time. <laughs> So, so you know Halloween comes first, okay, now Thanksgiving, okay, now Christmas, now New Year's, okay, then we get a little break and then it's Valentine's Day. So you know, I don't like to jump my holidays um, once the holiday's over, then yeah, let's let's go to the next one, right um, and I but I know a lot of people who are so eager who feel like Christmas is like the best holiday ever. Uh, and it is, I mean, a lot of people are just super happy, super positive etc. But then you have also the dark side of (laughs) Christmas, which is like, you know, um, uh, vandalism and and theft goes up. Um, People have stress and financial issues because they're trying to buy gifts for everybody. Um, You know, you have kids who think the whole lesson of Christmas is, is, you know, presents and toys and everything like that. Uh, But then you also have a religious side of it. Lots of religions have a lot of things going on around this time. So, I definitely say thanksgiving um, you know i now i take the back i would say even halloween is kind of like the the doorway into the fall season of celebrations and then you have thanksgiving um which kind of signals the beginning of winter time um and then you're going right into um you know um christmas hanukkah kwanzaa um any other you know if you, if there's any other religions that have anything out there I'm drawing a blank, but um, if they're out there, go out there and do it. Festivus, right? A lot of people celebrate. But I love Festivus, by the way. Festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> I mean, I celebrate Christmas, too. And, you know, I'd love to celebrate pretty much any holiday I can go in and have fun with. Um, if I can jump in, you know, Hanukkah, cool. Kwanzaa, let's do it, man. Um, I love celebrating other people's, um, reli- um, you know, c- celebrations and, and holidays and I'm totally not uh, against that. Um, I love to see what other people are doing. So, um, anyways, so uh, so yeah, I, I uh, we're gonna be doing our Christmas stuff on Friday morning. Um, we I used to you know participate in the Black Friday stuff, but uh, these past you know probably the last ten years or so, I just kind of lost interest. Just kind of like oh, it's it's too crazy. I, I don't want to deal with that. I'd rather get up nice and easy have some coffee you know kind of kind of that residual effect of being thankful and being calm and all that stuff like i want to keep it going for like another day or half a day right <laughs> like you know let, let's wake up wake up in our, our jammies and you know have some coffee um you know maybe turn it on see if there's any holiday specials going on okay all right let's you know it's it's maybe 10 11 o'clock let's bust out the um, the Christmas gear, and then let's start putting things up. Maybe let's put up some decorations. Um, you know, let's maybe put some Christmas lights if we have time. If not, we can get to it later. I'm in kind of in a no rush zone on Fridays. And so I, uh, I just have not participated in the Black Friday stuff. But if you do, you're going to get some awesome deals. So, you know, just get out there and enjoy it. Um, I personally like to do the um, Cyber Monday stuff, because um, most of the stuff I buy is tech anyways. You know, if I'm going to buy a TV, if I'm going to buy something, it'll be a TV or play, PlayStation or whatever it is. So anyways, um, so I, I enjoy Cyber Mondays more than I do Black Friday. Um, but, you know, to each his own. So enjoy what you want. Um, pick your holidays. Pick the things you like to do. And um, just be careful out there. You know, I again, just going back to this idea of, you know, being grateful and tying it down to the libertarian idea, you know, I think the joy about being a libertarian is we're not, we're not necessarily against anybody, right? We understand, we understand the, the operating system of the Democrats. We understand the operating system of the Republicans. We understand the concerns each of them have, and in a way we share um, similar similar views on things um, with both sides, right? We understand certain things like free market capitalism, like criminal justice reform, um, ending the drug war, or, you know, um, having core values, that type of thing. We understand these things. And um, I think, you know, going into a holiday can really help us shift as libertarians to understand how do we bridge that how do we find that common ground with our our friends and our families that may not necessarily 100% agree with us but I think on some level we understand where the overlap is and I think starting at that point of being grateful for certain things like friends and family like you know living in a society where I can uh, work freely, you know, uh, freely in the market, um, where I don't necessarily have a government that is trying to kill me, <laughs> uh, even though you know we do have our problems. you know, we still have a government spying on us. Um we still have a government that's imposing its will, whether it's a Republican or Democrat imposing its will. But you know, looking at it from the larger perspective, we have a lot to be grateful for. Um, you know, especially comparatively to many other countries that are not even not even near, um, you know, the development that we are at. Or we see other countries that are of equal development and they are running through their own problems. Or maybe they have, you know, um, you know, kind of homogenous societies that don't have the amount of diversity and, you know, um, interactions that the United States has compared you know, to a country that's probably like, you know, 90, 95 percent, one race, one ethnicity. And it's very easy to, you know, kind of impose your own moral or value um, and, and, t- and say, you know, tough cookies to this to small 5 percent or whatever. But here, you know, we do um, understand diversity at, a, I think, a much higher level and a much more granular level. Um, than many other countries do who don't exactly have that same diversity mix. Um, And so we do, I do want to, you know, take a step back and say, hey, we do have a lot of problems that we have to fix. You know, a lot of issues that we have to work through. But having said that, we have a lot to be grateful for. Um, And I always say, if you are overwhelmed with the politics at the national stage, Go down to the local state level, right? What are you grateful at that on that side, you know? What what can we see are positives from that position? And if you don't see anything there, then go to the local or personal level, right? Hopefully you have something to be grateful for, a friend, a family, a job, um, opportunity, whatever it is, um, scale it to the level that you can. Because I think ultimately at the end of the day, um, you know, as much as we like to dive into the problems and things we need to fix, etc., cetera, um, we can often run ourselves mad um, just in problem solving all the time, right? Um, we need to look at some of the things that are working and things that are doing well. Um, otherwise, we're just going to be completely unhappy all the time. So, uh, but at the same time, we don't want to be naive. We don't want to be living in a bubble and thinking everything's okay and nothing is wrong. Um, you know, we don't want to have that misperception because we want to work on things and at the same time, find the things that are working and be grateful for them. So find the balance, you know, find the balance in your life of, of being grateful, but still challenging yourself and still evolving and in, in moving ourselves to the next day, the next level. So anyway, so I'm going to cut this short today. I just wanted to say, um, I just wanted to say, what's up everyone please have a good thanksgiving please be careful out there um enjoy yourselves um enjoy whatever tradition and whatever um theme you're celebrating this week um whatever it is enjoy it um you know share share with us on uh social media what what your type of thanksgiving that you're doing um and then we will see y'all next week um I'm sure there's going to be plenty to talk about, so so don't worry, we can jump right into the topics next week. But I wanted to have one Thanksgiving special um on the things that we're grateful about and understand you know where Thanksgiving comes from and where and kind of how it's evolved too. So uh but again, enjoy yourselves, have a great time, and we'll see you next week. Bye!